0: You are listening to WNHHLP, 103.5 FM New Haven, streaming live at www.newhavenindependent.org and broadcasting live from our offices on Elm Street. This is a special episode of All of Us from Hanifa Washington and Greg Grinberg.
1: Good morning, New Haven. This is Hanifa Washington. Ah. My goodness, here we are. It is uh, the day after election. What is going on?
2: Over the last eight years, we've been the people we've been waiting for. We've been the change we seek. And the surprise to many of us, election last night of Donald Trump, uh, what does this mean for New Haven? What does this mean for our community? This is uh, an hour-long community conversation about just that.
1: Yes, and uh, we were struck with inspiration to, um, to, to have this conversation and and to also, um, organize a, a gathering that's going to be happening uh, on Friday as well at Lyric Hall in Westville. Um, kind of similar to what we're doing this morning, an invitation to everybody to come together and to to caucus to to see each other to feel to to organize um on how we will be showing up for each other um. Uh, what we're up to already and, and what needs to be done. Um, I think I'm I'm still in shock, Greg. Like mm-hmm. I'm 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 still in shock. I'm I'm trying to hold it together <laughs> as we you. as we speak right now. And you know, it, it I definitely had some flashes of rage last night. You know, mm-hmm. um, in in a couple of my Facebook posts. Um, but this morning, and I think also when we were talking last night, there's this reality of you know, we, this is our time to, to really step it up. Right.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that last night, uh, really for me speaks to the power of being with your community when, when good things are happening and when surprising things are happening, it really meant, uh, it made a world of difference for me to be with you, uh, and Bun Lai at Mia's and our friends there, uh, to take in what was happening. Um, personally for me, I'm, I'm shocked uh, and yet not completely surprised at the same time mm-hmm. yeah um, and and I'm asking myself and I'm fearful for you know for our community what what the effect of this is um, on how we relate to one another and how uh, and and how we continue to co-create the future that uh, that we all believe in and last night as we were talking uh what what really stood out to me is the the, for me personally, I'd like to be very clear um, that with myself that
1: mm-hmm.
2: there there are um, one hundred and fifty seven thousand people in New Haven County um, mm. voted for Trump last night, and mm. uh, we are somewhat disconnected from that in the city of New Haven, in which eighty five percent of the vote went for Hillary Clinton. Okay. Mm-hmm. And what's important to me to be very clear with myself about it, is that the the vote for for Donald Trump, um, despite Donald Trump's campaign, which consisted of racist, sexist, misogynistic, mm-hmm. xenophobic, bigoted, fearful messaging, uh, that the vote for Donald Trump is not in and of itself a vote for any of those things.
1: Hmm. Yes. Um, you know, one lie was making some good points last night about <clears throat> how Trump... And in, in himself and also his campaign and maybe some of his supporters isn't a problem, right? Um, but there are greater forces <clears throat> and there's conditions, right, that we're also under. And um, education and creating people who have critical thinking skills, um, who can create new systems um, to to counter systems that aren't working anymore. And we look at all of these systems mm. that we're surrounded by. Our educational system, our food system, our voting system, they're antiquated, they're old, they're outdated, they don't work for us anymore. And I mm. think that this election, what is stupefying to me, um, that, you know, again, you know, a Democrat can win the popular vote, but the Electoral College causes that person, you know, to lose. And and how how long how much longer are we gonna be okay with this? absolutely uh, there are other ways to go there are other ways to vote um and i know that you have a little bit to say about that
2: Greg. <laughs> absolutely i mean as as do we both i mean it was just uh it was it was just a week ago um today that i was here talking with paul bass about com, which is a project that you and i have both worked on together with software engineers in new haven um and outside of new haven as well and uh of course, we did it um, because we're rec- we recognize that the voting system today doesn't meet the needs of of the electorate. That in many ways, our our current system of voting is is failing because our electorate no longer believes in it. Many people don't believe that their vote counts. Uh, many people feel oftentimes that they're choosing between the lesser of two evils. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're, they have a binary choice between two candidates that they didn't pick or wouldn't have picked.
1: That's right.
2: And so we built RankChoiceVote.com for those who are not familiar with it um, as th- real, really three things: one, a demonstration of what ranked choice voting is in the context of the twenty sixteen presidential election, so you can actually log on and you know and and use it to cast a rank choice ballot, which I think is a useful way of of it's perhaps a more useful way of getting introduced to rank choice voting than merely reading about it. Mm-hmm. Second, it was a tool to help discover uh, what the what the electorate really wants in in their next candidate uh, to sort of do an end run around um, the noise the statistical and rhetorical noise of polling and negative campaigning and money and get straight from the voter to the voter
1: that's right so much negative campaigning right so Mm. these campaigns start into you know the opposite you know candidate is terrible right they're terrible and this is why and they're terrible and it we're not focusing on like what are your actual what are, you, what are what are you standing for what are your platforms why should i actually vote for you so voting be, the the campaigns become all about why not to vote for the other person and how slander you know how to slander you know the other comp- component
2: exactly and as tempting as it is to look at the personalities in this in this race that just ended this morning and blame uh, either one of them or both of them uh, entirely for The negative tone of the campaign. I think it is exactly, exactly as you said. It's important to remember that there are larger forces at work, and that in a binary race, it is just easier for me to convince you to vote against the other guy than it is to vote uh, to to convince you to vote for me. Mm -hmm. And ranked choice voting solves that problem by opening the field to any number of candidates. And in a candidate of more, in in a field of more than two candidates. That game of pointing at the other guy and saying, don't vote for that guy, therefore vote for me. That doesn't work. You have to run for something. You have to stand for something.
1: Imagine that. Yeah. That's amazing. Standing for something? Mm. What? Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> so, ranked twist voting also isn't like some far, far-flung, you know, into the future type of thing that is unattainable. There, the, it was on the ballot in Maine. Isn't that right?
2: Yeah, and it, and it passed, uh, which I think is really gratifying. It's one of the, you know, it's some some, uh, some really good news, unequivocally good news that uh, the um, that the ballot initiative in Maine passed and ranked choice voting is now allowed in the state of Maine. Amazing. For real government elections um, and not just kind of shadow elections like we created at rankchoicevote.com.
1: So, what do you think is the, the future of now that, you know, we have the platform, it's there. What are the next, what is, what is your vision for ranked choice vote?
2: Well, I've been thinking a lot about that um, over the previous few days and, and certainly since last night as the mm, results yeah. started to come in. And in my view, the platform, we have an opportunity to create a platform in which anyone can be a viable candidate in yes. a race, in which anyone can announce their candidacy and go straight to the voters with their issues uh, and, what they, and, and the reason why they're running. And again, we can cut through, we can just simply just cut out the the middle people between the voters and their candidates and give voters the chance to express in a strategy-free way who they really want. Yes. And the great part about ranked choice voting is that you can vote for all of the likely candidates, the, the candidates that you believe based on polling or whatever, your gut, whatever, that are likely to win but you can vote for your dog first and your cat second <laughs> and any number of candidates ahead of them and your ballot is no lo- is no less impactful
1: that's right you know that's right
2: and and we look at the result of this election i mean on on rankchoicevote.com you can actually see the results at slash uh, results mm. and you can see uh, that um, that uh, that Bernie Sanders in in our mock election was the winner, followed by Jill Stein, followed by Hillary Clinton, mm. Donald Trump, a distant last. Um, which is, and this of course is not a representative sample of the population as a sure. whole. It's not even close. It's a it's a highly self selected group of people who voted on this platform. But what it is to me is a demonstration that one the population is ready for ranked choice voting. So these arguments that uh, that ranked choice voting is somehow too complicated or people mm-hmm. won't get it, it's, it's actually, it's much easier than voting in the, in the traditional way that we vote because it's strategy-free. You don't have to think about, oh, am I throwing my vote away if I vote for this person versus that person? You just rank your, your honest preferences. You rank the candidates you want, as many as you want, in your honest order of preference. So it's very simple. And the result shows, to me, shows that uh, one, ranked choice voting, is uh, we're ready for it. Two, we're we we're ready for online voting, too. We can vote online in a secure way, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in a provably secure way, where we can prove to you that your vote was counted accurately. And three, that the way that we vote does influence the outcome.
1: That's right. That's right. You're listening to WNHH. This is for Washington and Greg Greenberg. We are... Uh, a show called All of Us, because it's actually up to all of us. We are here for all of us. Um, And uh, we are going to be talking about a bunch of stuff during this show. We're really happy to be here on WNHH. We will be doing some calling in at the end of the show, probably uh, taking about 10 or 15 minutes of calls, closer to about 2.45 or so. So if you're interested in any of the things that we're talking about um, please uh, give us a call at
2: at 203-872-7356
1: and uh, we'll tell you when to call in probably close to 245-240 if you have burning questions things you want to share events uh, anything you you want to jump in with, with what we're bringing up here today so um, thank you for that um, I, I just want to bring it back to you know the title of the show we're you know all all of us okay so so this is this isn't just um this isn't just about greg and i this isn't just about democrats or republicans this isn't just about ranked choice voting um all these things are connected and i think it's so important as we're moving through our days and months and years um that we um are one sort of looking into ourselves and figuring out you know, where is our pain? Where where is our hurt? Where, you know, where do we feel good? What needs tweaking? What needs to be stretched? What needs space? Do we need to cry? And really tapping into our bodies and not forgetting that we are this, you know, living being um, that has needs and to really take that time to, to ask yourself every day, what do I need? What do I need to be able to go out and make change in this world? what do I need to be able to show up fully? Um, And so for many of us, you know, people with families, people doing community organizing, um, you know, teachers, you know, parents, um, we can get caught up in the doing, the doing, the doing, the doing. Um, We can get caught up in uh, the lists, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And we can easily forget about, oh, you know, I'm holding all of this tension in my shoulders, or I'm not breathing deeply at all, um, and those things start to add up, and it matters. And and um, I just want to really reach out to you right now if you're listening, and to just remember yourself, remember your needs, remember to check in with yourself every day. What do I need today? What do I what do I need? And be easy um, with yourself in that process. Um, and when you are doing that, you are allowing yourself to to be real, and that reflects in your actions, it reflects in how you talk to each other, it reflects in um, how you're able to love um, and receive love and to me that's one of my biggest uh, joys and responsibilities I feel like as a human being here in this community is to be able to give love and to receive love and to be to hold people with the utmost respect and to to see that each person you know is unique in bringing tons of gifts and what am I doing to enable that person to, to show up fully to live their dream um, uh, here yeah. and so that's what I'm living for and, and that's why you know I think Greg and I are here today exactly um, you know decidedly to, to come on air uh, kind of off the cuff um, deciding to organize this event on Friday um, from is it six six to nine?
2: I believe it's uh, the the event, it's it's, it's called What Now? Uh, Community Conversation. You can find it on Facebook. Uh, It is on Friday from 7 to 9 p.m. 7 to 9. Mm -hmm. Lyric Hall Theater at 827 Whaley Avenue. Westville. In Westville.
1: Yeah, so please, it's open to the public. We invite you to come as a community conversation, um, talking about some of the similar things we're talking about tonight and wanting to hear your voice. We saw some calls coming in. We're not going to be taking calls until about... 2 245 okay so uh right now it's 222 mm-hmm. so just give a few more minutes and then we'll start taking some calls we appreciate we appreciate you out there um Absolutely. and so with with all of that said um you're listening to wnhh this is all of us We've got greg and hanifa coming at you on 103.5 fm um there's so much happening in new haven greg i think we were talking about this the other day just like if you take a minute and step back, and you just look at the tapestry of New Haven, we are we are really doing it. And um, there uh, is a wonderful woman, Hillary Bridges. She is one of the uh, organizers for the CEIO Organizers Path uh, program. CEIO stands for Co-Creating Effective and Inclusive Organizations and Organizers. And uh, one of her her sort of focus or topic uh, during her time is thinking about new haven as a model city and i love that when i read that you can find out what all of the organizers are up to at ceio.org go to the organizers path page you'll see nine amazing bios on people doing work of all types people working with youth people working with mothers parents in schools people working for an all civilian review board Mm -hmm. um People organizing, you know, hot breakfast. I mean, people are working, you know, and have been doing this work. Um, so I feel like now people, you know, we feel this sense of urgency. What do I need to do, you know, once I've taken care of myself?
2: Absolutely. Plug
1: in, you know, plug in. Don't feel like you have to go create something new. Surge, showing up for racial uh, racial social justice, excuse me. Um, that the, There are many things out there in New Haven happening. And then you have all the food the food policy work and and the food desert work and the food justice work. Um, You have educational reform work. I mean, New Haven is, I think really is really pushing, pushing some limits. It's got a lot of work to do. Absolutely. And I love the fact that in New Haven, I do feel that you, your voice is, is heard and you, there's an invitation to come in. There's an invitation to go into city hall, invitation to go to your alders, an invitation to create, new organizations and new platforms and new ways of being together. And um, I, I am really honored and, and happy to be uh, really living that as well. Um, and I think now after this election in particular, there's so, there's already been a lot, you know, there's a lot of tension. And I want to talk about tools right now. Absolutely. Um, so I am involved with several groups and organizations doing work around undoing racism, around, um, co-creating you know, a future, a better way of being together in this world. Right. Um, I mean, and, and, yeah. and,
2: and indeed, that's why we're here today exactly. right, on, on the show, is that as I was saying to Paul uh, when I was on his show last week, there's a sense that I have that the work, the work that I do and the work that I see others doing in New Haven is only possible because of the community. Mm. And last night when we were at Mia's and we were seeing the election results come in, there was a sense of what is happening to that community, what will happen uh, as a result of this of this surprise and so in the same way that we take care of ourselves and pay yes. attention to that i felt uh an incredible urgency to check in with my community and yes make sure that that is taken care of as well
1: that's right that's right
3: mm-hmm.
1: there's this this instance of you know if one of us is suffering we're all suffering if one of us isn't free nobody's free and um you know, it takes a village. I could go on and on. And I feel like in New Haven, it's, it's, we are connected enough, uh, whether we want to know it or not, um, that, you know, what we're doing on a day-to-day basis does really affect each other. And, um, that's something that's super important to me is about the the human connection, the day-to-day connection, um, the passing on the street. Uh, how do you, how do you interact with your neighbor? How do you, How are you talking to the the person you walk by on the path on the green? Are you clutching your purse when someone? So there's all these little dynamics and racism is real, right? I think that um, the beauty, one of the beauties uh, and learnings (laughs) um, and gifts that this election, I I will say, I feel has given us is, you know, all of this stuff has been really uncovered. All of the racism and the bigotry um, has been really brought to light that this is real Mm. um that it's not post anything uh that racism is a real thing white supremacy is a a real thing and it really affects how we can be together it affects how we can grow um it affects how fast we can evolve uh as a culture as an organization as organizations as cultures as cities as a world um and people are working to undo these things people are working to um be honest about them and i just want to shout out a couple of things uh, this week uh, uh, for example um tomorrow um there's a group called just moves bringing um the people's institute for survival and beyond they do this amazing 3-day workshop 3-day workshop called undoing racism and this particular workshop is focused on youth i i implore you to check out the people's institute of survival and beyond you can find their website at pisab.org. Uh, they do these trainings all over the country. Um, amazing, amazing tool for learning how to unpack under racism and organize around that. Um, there is a training coming up the f- next week um, called Beyond Diversity One Hundred and One: Race. And this whole uh, workshop is it's a five-day workshop. training and it's about dispelling the myths of black inferiority and white supremacy and so it's really engaging and it's it's an opportunity to really dive deep right so this is you know five days together in in community unpacking uncovering healing seeing how you're showing up you can find out more about beyond diversity trainings at beyonddiversity101.org the next uh bd101 um which isn't the the specifically a race one, but there's another one called BD101. It's happening January 4th, and um, applications for that will be opening up soon. Again, beyonddiversity101.org. I um, already gave a shout-out to the Organizer's Path folks with CEIO. And just on uh, one last thing before we get to the calls is also when you, when you go to CEIO.org, um, that's Co-Creating Effective and Inclusive Organizations, You'll find information about these wonderful day-long forums that are free and open to the public. Registration is required. Uh, Our next one is actually already filled up. I can't believe Mm -hmm. it. Uh, It's December 6th, and it is with the Penman Sisters coming from Soulfire Farm. That one's titled Ending Racism, a Toolkit for the Spiritual Activist. On February 9th, we have Ricardo Levins Morales, who is an amazing artist, a writer, Um, and an activist, he is coming to lead us in a forum called It Is Our Duty to Win, Making Change That Matters. And um, we have an amazing uh, two-day experience happening for our last forum in April. Uh, And Greg and I have been working with a group of people to organize that. Um, And it's going to be really new uh, a new experience for the Deeper Change community. Um, and we invite you to to learn more about that. Greg, do you want to tell us a little bit about what's happening with that?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So the event uh, is called Hacking Deeper Change. It is inspired by both the CEIO Deeper Change forums and a hackathon, um, hmm. or what some of you might know better as a startup weekend. A traditional hackathon, you get together with some other. Software engineers, business people, designers, artists, creatives, and you build something. Mm-hmm. Um, it might be a new business, it might be a new organization, it might be a product, a software tool, hardware tool. It can really be anything that can be sort of. You can create a version of it that mm-hmm. you can use and play with and interact with in a weekend. Uh, these are um, amazing opportunities to work with people that you would normally not get the chance to work with, and. To work in, diff- in and to try on different ways of working, and it's that last part that we're really excited about yeah. with hacking deeper change because the the most important software I believe that mm-hmm. we ever work with is a software inside of our own heads.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And uh, and again, I'm sort of taken back to last night um, in in sort of just realizing that everything that we had yesterday uh, in this community, all of the resources that we had in one another to create great things and to do so. Uh, pretty quickly, um, we all we, we we still have all of those things. That's right. As long as we believe it, and let's make that belief intentional. We need to make we need really need to focus on that. I think and make that belief intentional, and that's 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 part of the motivation for what now a community conversation, which will be happening on Friday uh, at Lyric Hall at seven o'clock. It is free and open to the public. You can find details on Facebook, and also the motivation uh, for. Hacking deeper change. Um, so, um, to say a little bit more about the types of projects that that we're thinking about, uh, that we that are designing hacking deeper change around. Actually, that we're nice. that we're designing hacking hacking deeper change to serve. Um, again, this is sort of brought home for me um, with the election result last night. It's um, on the one hand on the one hand there's this duality right there you know nothing's changed we still have this community we we still you know we can preserve our mindset we can sort of dream as if this didn't happen and at the same time it did happen and we need to work as if it did happen um, because it did because the Supreme Court will be very different uh, it, over the next 20 30 years than it would have been had the election gone the other way and that's um, that's a that's a sobering thought um, for for those of us who probably for all of us. Um, and um, I look at that and it motivates me to... I look at that and I say, you know, the Supreme Court's not going to be there to catch us um, if we in New Haven or in Connecticut um, as a government overstep. It is up to us to create that model city that you spoke of earlier, Hanifa, and, and that model state. Um, Connecticut can be that example Mm -hmm. um, of a government that recognizes the infinite inherent immutable value of every single person, every single person and their infinite potential and creates the conditions under which that potential can flourish. Um, That's something that we will need to do as a community, um, regardless of what the federal government is doing, regardless of what other states are doing. Um, And so... Projects that do that. You mentioned earlier the Civilian Review Board, um, mm-hmm. which is a board which 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 has subpoena power and uh and review authority over police actions. So that uh to quote Jill Stein, police uh the communities control the police and not the other way around. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a that's a grassroots project happening here in New Haven. It's the kind of project that we would like to support at Hacking Deeper Change. So start thinking about projects you already have. I'm sure this is New Haven. Uh, There are are probably 10 times as many projects as we could possibly have room for. (laughs) There are so many. And if you want to know
1: more about the, um, thank you for mentioning again, the Civilian Review Review Board. Um, I just got a text in. If you want to find out more information about that in New Haven, uh, it is www.nhvcb.org. So that's www.nhvcrb.org you are listening to WNHH this is all of us this is Greg and Hanifa coming at you on 103.5 FM we are here for all of us and um, we want to now open up the lines so if you are dying to be on air with us you have an announcement, you have a question for for us about ranked choice voting, about any of the projects we're up to, any of the undoing doing racism work. Um, now is the time that we're going to be taking in calls. So what's that number again? 203-872-7356.
2: 203-872-7356. I think I noticed, uh, I think I recognized one of those numbers Uh. The calls that we missed earlier. Uh, Doug, if you want to hit the redial button <laughs> or anybody else, we'll be happy to take your call. Yeah.
1: Calls the lines are not open, so give us give us a call in. Uh and while we're waiting, I just I just want to ask Greg, so how can people jump in and, and support um, the ranked choice vote process? Like what do you think the next step is in terms of how are we introducing this to the Connecticut legislature? What is already happening in Connecticut around ranked choice voting?
2: Well, I think that Oh, we got to oh, call oh, oh, We'll come back to that
1: awesome. then. Awesome. Um, great. And... Hello. Allison, you're on air with Hanifa and Greg, WNHH. Hi, Hanifa
0: and Greg. Um, I was just wondering, what was the thing that you were talking about earlier that was an example of ranked choice voting?
2: Oh, great. Thanks, Allison. It's... Um it's a, it's a website that we created um, in the in the last few months um, it's called it, 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 the url is is www.rankedchoicevote.com so that's r a n k e d choicevote.com um, and it is not just an informational site it is a platform in which you can cast an unofficial ranked choice ballot for president of the united states
1: that's right. It's a simulation, and then it's to give us a, a feel of like what is it like, and it's very thorough. And so this is a, a platform, Allison, where you can go on. You can vote as many times as you want. Actually, the the the, the platform is specific to um, the desktop and on smartphones. Uh, you can access it both ways, and yeah, you can log in, uh, rank the the candidates in the order you want the most or least. And go ahead and share it to Facebook and, and it's a way to help us signal, right, to our community who do we really actually who, whose platforms do we actually stand behind and who who do we not. Um, so uh, we really encourage you to check it out. And and on the Great, subject, I just did. I'm gonna share it. Awesome. Oh fantastic. Thanks, Allison.
2: <laughs> we really appreciate it.
1: And, what were you and, gonna say,
2: Greg? Oh, I was just gonna say on the subject of of um that you brought up just earlier, Hanifa, when it comes to what is next for the platform, that's uh, a big part of that. It comes from the community itself. So so Allison and everyone else who is listening, if you have thoughts on the role that this platform can play um, in, in real elections, um, whether it is an official voting tool or not, um, in the future, um, we'd love to hear that and we would love to... Um, you know, we'd love to, you know, if you have, uh, you know, feature ideas, suggestions, any, you know, anything of that nature, we, we're, we're really all ears. Yes.
1: Thanks, Great. Allison. Do you have anything else? Yeah. I also wanted to
0: say that I think your forum that you're having on Friday is an amazing idea, the What Now Forum. And I think it would be really beautiful to see that happen all over the place. And Absolutely. even be networked amongst each other. So I just want to put that out there to anybody who's inspired to take that on whether they're nearby or not, share it with your faraway friends. And I know a lot of people are wondering what now and want to talk about that. So I think we need it.
1: Absolutely. Allison, thank you so much for bringing that up. Um, I also, again, just want to give a big shout out and thanks to John Cavalier and Lyric Hall, Mm -hmm. um, because it is about reaching out to your community and to, you know, what we were talking about, all of these assets, you know, that we have. Um, as community members and so you know it was like five in the morning and i'm texting john um, saying we want to do this can 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 you offer up their call and absolutely yes anifa let's do this and and so activate your your networks and it's as simple as picking a date you know oh you know reaching out to your community members who have spaces and making it happen and i think it's so important with all of this right this is all like a blanket you know, rank choice voting, community action, um, self-care, it's all about communication. And the more that we can communicate in these days and months and years ahead of us, the more we can come together in official and unofficial ways, the, the tighter we're going to be and the, the more we can connect and take care of our needs and create the communities that that we actually believe in. So thanks for bringing that up, Allison. Sure.
2: Absolutely. yeah. I would love to see I would love to see events happen uh, all over the, the state and all over the country like this. And I love your your idea of um, connecting them in some way um, that this is um, this is a fairly fractal like country. Uh, and uh, if you have specific thoughts, I'd love to talk offline also about that um, as well. Um, uh,
1: How do we get a hold of you, Greg?
2: uh, For anybody who wants to connect, uh, the best way is just to email me at uh, greg at actualfood.com. Looks
1: like we got another one. Actual what? Okay, great. Thank you. Thanks, Allison. Thanks so much, Allison. Be well. Thanks for what you're doing. Same to you. (laughs) Hello, you're on air with Greg and Hanifa.
3: Uh, Hey, Hanifa. uh, Who are we speaking to? I kill the volume.
1: (laughs) How is Billy Fisher, everybody?
3: (laughs) Hey, Billy, how's it going? It's going well, it's you know, it's going. I'm okay. I'm taking a deep breath and Mm, I'm thank you responding to a number of communications from different friends about uh, what next. Uh, So I'm grateful for the event on Friday. And actually, you know, all I just wanted to point out was that at this point, There's a lot of people who say they are going. (laughs) And so I think, although that's wonderful, it may even strain the theater at Lyric Hall. (laughs) But that's partly to reinforce what Allison was saying, because it feels like a good model. So I hope that through a lot of sharing maybe people in other communities will um, try to create something similar.
2: Thank you. Absolutely. And, and, and that's a great point as well to to think about. um, I I think that when we put this event together last night, I mean, this morning at five in the morning, um, we were, we were just thinking about what what can we, what can can we do as a first event, but to to do a, a series of events in the, in the immediate future around New Haven I, I think would make a lot of sense. I mean, uh, it, not just because of the size of the venue, um, but also because there are so many people who reached out to us to say that they would love to go but can't due to scheduling obligations and such. So um, I, I completely agree. And I think, um, I, you know, should we just decide on air right now that we're going to do more of these events? Yes, yeah. we're
1: going to do more of these events. Okay, high five. <laughs> <Here we go. laughs> there we go. <laughs> oh my then gosh.
3: The other thing that's interesting to think about is if one thinks about what we're going through as uh, creating a schism and a couple of somewhat polarized groups, Mm -hmm. one, one thing that I've had several communications with and thought a bit about is ways in which each of the groups might not react to the current situation but just respond as you guys are doing by pulling people together. Ideally, it would be a situation in which um, people from the different sides of this Mm. um, two-headed monster might get together and look at each other and Mm. uh, get to know each other and and realize that we're all in it together. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, that's That's so critical. Um, There was, you know, when we were thinking about, okay, how are we going to draft this conversation on air today? and. One of our motivations, you know, I'm, I'm jotting down notes. And one of the, one of the things that I jotted down is it just says Trump, you know, doesn't necessarily, it e- does, is Trump does not equal the not equal sign hate. And that's to me, it's just a symbol of, you know, not going into the world and out to be like these people who did this are, you know, X, Y, and Z, and these are their values. And we can't get along and we have to stay striated. But, you know how? Yes, Bill. How do we bring people in the in the room together? And ideally, you know. Ideally, we're moving toward that, and I hope I, honestly, you know. But I know, like in my friend circle, necessarily who's showing up on Friday. I don't think we're going to have both sides necessarily, but maybe there'll be, some. You know. Uh, so, I'm. I'd like to cast that back out to you and to the community. How do? How would we go about orchestrating that? What would be the beginning steps of that?
3: By uh, inclusivity in distributing information about gatherings like this. Tell me more. Well, you know, by getting the word out to all the demographic uh, groups that one can dream up and imagine. Mm. I don't know. Is that making sense?
1: It is making sense. And I would love, like if, you know, you, Bill, or anyone else out there who wants to email email us, um, if there's like particular groups... Because I, I honestly just don't, like, in my circle of knowing, like the foggiest idea of like where to begin to reach out to people who, you know what I mean? So if there yep, are particular no. groups, like I would be happy to email them or call and say, hey, let's try to do something. So please, you can email me at HanifaW, and so my name is H-A-N-I-F-A-W at gmail.com. Um, and I'm open to tell me, who should I reach out to on on all sides? And I would be happy to pull that list together to also share that list with anybody who wants it, who might want to organize something as well. So, Bill, that's a really, really, really critical point, and I, I thank you for bringing that up.
3: Yeah. Okay. Wonderful. And so I'll just uh, close by expressing gratitude to you and Greg for being on the air and doing what you're doing.
1: Mm. I love you, Bill. Thank right you. Right back
2: at you, Bill, for everything you okay, do. Bye. Thank you so much.
1: Bye, Bill. Yeah, bye. Love that man. All right, you are listening to all of us on WNHH 103.5 FM. This is Greg and Hanifa coming at you live. What's next? Um, here we are post, post-election 2016. Many of us stunned. Um, and many of us n- coming together and and taking this as an opportunity to, to make some critical changes and to ask some critical questions, you can join us in a community conversation on Friday at Lyric Hall in Westville. That's eight two seven Whaley Avenue. Um, as you may have heard our <laughs> Bill say our, our our caller just now, it's a smaller venue. It's not a huge venue. I don't. How are you looking at the numbers, Greg? How many people are, have actually said they're coming?
2: Oh, let's take a look here. Uh, yeah. 154 uh, are interested, Ooh, and Lord. Uh, uh, so we have a total of a, a total of about 200 people interested in going okay. um, on Facebook. <laughs> so, you know, so so we should be we should be okay, you know, given <laughs> given attrition and everything sure, like that. Yes. But, uh, yes. You know.
1: um, and if you are interested in hosting um, uh, a, an event like this and you want support, I'm. Greg and I are definitely open to um, helping with that. If there's a location you think we should go to next, um, please reach out to us. And you can call in right now uh, at 203-872-7356. So 203-872-7356. Give us a call, New Haven. What's on your mind? What are you up to now? How are you... How are you doing? What are you doing for self care? How are you organizing? What's your radical resistance? Um,
2: well, we started a radio show apparently <laughs> yes. as a self care mechanism here uh, at five in the morning yesterday.
1: Uh, I just want to call out, give a shout out to, um, to to Paul Bass and to Lucy Gelman here for being this amazing again community resource to to tap into, to utilize, to 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 call people together uh to call to action um we wouldn't be here without the station existing and being open to this possibility and you too also have the possibility so be sure to check out WNHH we've got a call coming in from,
2: from our very own head of TTNP Doug House Laden
1: hello hey, Doug
2: how are you
0: hi good afternoon everyone
1: good afternoon welcome
0: Well, thank you again for starting this important conversation. I think for myself, someone who works in local government, thinking through what does the national election and picture mean for us is really is a call to to listen more uh, is where I'm feeling. And so, you know, we we've been doing a lot of listening and working with our community from the bottom up. Mm. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, and, and then looking forward, you know, for us, how does our national picture affect down budgets? You know, we were talking a lot about down ticket races, but how does our national uh, picture now, you know, change the projection of state funding, which then changes the projection of local funding? Mm. Um, it's. I think one thing that can be sure is the folks that I know that I can rely on are those listeners of your radio station or those residents in New Haven whom we, we work with hand in glove every day. Mm-hmm. And I think... You know, my staff just mentioned to me that something that's really important is to keep those of us who are working and rowing in the same direction, making sure that we're not, um, you know, t- kicking, kicking each other out of the boat and that we continue to work together to keep improving uh, our local community.
2: Absolutely. Thank you, Doug. I couldn't agree more. Doug, is there anything that you're thinking of in particular that you're, that you're concerned about when you think about down budget? the the effect of of the outcome last night on 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 the down budget.
0: Well, I think from from our perspective in New Haven, we receive a lot of um, uh, of our funds through uh, the state of Connecticut. Mm-hmm. And how is the state of Connecticut's say things that I'm is not exactly in my my world, but how does our Reimbursements for our medical expenses, say at Medicare and Medicaid budgets. How is that going to change from a funding perspective, yeah. and how will that spin off, maybe continue with potentially more unfunded mandates? How will that okay. affect other line items in the budget? Um, this morning, I, I met with Mayor Harp, who reminded me that there there is a renewed interest in infrastructure coming up at the national level. At the same time, maybe human services might see some potential uh, potential hits. Um, And I just came from our our regional transportation board where we're talking about making sure we get projects going and funded so that we don't have to worry about whether or not projects will be uh, project dollars will be swept to help pay for other things. I think for us, it's really just a cause to double down on the work that we do locally to make sure that our residents get their fair share of services from our government um, and that our infrastructure needs are being met locally. Um, Again, I think for for all of us, it's really a call to find find our community partners and make sure that we're utilizing all of our resources appropriately all of our assets whether they're mm-hmm. hard assets or soft assets like community right. groups and and activists
2: absolutely and and for me this um again watching the returns come in last night it became really clear to me that we what we have in New Haven is is as you say, really special and that if anything, what we need to do is we need to, we need to sort of double down and step up our game on it. We need to, uh, we need to just do what we've been doing, but more effectively get out of our own way. Um, And I think we're going to be counting on the financial resources that are here in our own community in the philanthropic sector uh, to fill in where federal grants are drying up uh, over the next four years. Um, And, if we can do that in a way that cuts out friction um, and uh, lets um, experimental projects and work that needs to get done, um, you know, stuff that may or may not work, um, mm-hmm. but get it, get it done, get it tested, um, and and scale up what works quickly, um, I think we can. I think we can make good on the promise that that we have as a community.
1: That's right, Doug. Any final thoughts? I
0: still feel f- rather fortunate and blessed to be in a position where I, I, I have the opportunity every day to make impact on residents in the in the region on behalf of Mayor Harp and on behalf of the city of New Haven. I think um, you're not going to you're not going to see a lot of heads uh, hanging.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: maybe today the mood is different, but mm-hmm. starting, you know, the work has started uh, this morning once again and, and we're That's back right. to the drawing board on uh Again, maximizing our our soft resources and our hard resources here in the city of New Haven. It's it's one of those wonderful communities, and the, the aspect that Greg mentioned about how um, everyone was within two you know you know everyone's within two phone calls of Mayor Harp, and because of that, we have this exceptional resiliency as a community um, when there are shocks to our system to get together uh, and to to partner together to actually deliver the services in a new manner. I think. We're all ex- exhausted from from being <laughs> yes. resource starved however mm-hmm. that's not an excuse for us to lay down okay. on the job and, and and we're excited to to keep moving forward
2: absolutely you know doug something you you brought up earlier kind of just uh, got me thinking uh, when you started talking about uh, kind of sort of getting feedback from the community that um, in a way that sort of stands in stark contrast to um to Donald Trump's campaign at least which was really um sort of well aligned with this broader rise of authoritarianism that we're seeing politically that there are there's there are growing groups of people who um are looking for sort of the you know to to sort of stylize it a bit the strong leader who has the answers and um you know sort of doesn't uh doesn't really entertain a lot of nuance in in those answers mm. um Mm-hmm. And that that seems to be that seems to contrast dramatically with with what you're talking about in terms of sourcing uh input from the from the very stakeholders that right. that you serve and it it seems that that's the it, sort of the holy grail of good government in a way is is that you know it's it's easy it's easy enough for uh you know for for a leader to um make a speech or write an op-ed or, or, or get, get, get the word out. I mean, that, that directionality of information flow seems to, be, seems to work, but it's, the, it's the, the information in the other way. How do you crowdsource good ideas and get the best ones to bubble up to the top? And I'm curious um, what role uh, software developers in New Haven can play in helping you to, to do that. What are, the, what are the particular challenges that you find in kind of dealing with the fire hose of good
0: ideas that you must be hearing every day? Yeah, I think we actually I I know what you mean, and um, with respect to the fire hose, there are I'm looking at a project list on my board right now of 87 small and large what we call complete streets projects anywhere from some guardrails preventing cars from going off uh, off the street to um, pedestrian bump outs and and better markings on Winchester Avenue, which I owe constituents work on right now as we speak. you know, it, it's something that we're working on internally that uh, through contracted work, I understand what you're asking about the volunteer community, um, you know, but it's, it is local, which is so interesting, you know, through VOC and C-Click 6 integrations on APIs, mm. you know, we've, we've created a better stream of information that has paid off dividends. And again, it's, um, I know your background being software um, and that's, you know, programming software. It is exceptionally important to make sure that the folks uh, whom are leading our, our sort of the next wave of government um, understand and appreciate the leveraging of software and the leveraging of community. I think you've seen at public works an exceptional adoption of C-click fix usage. Um, you know, my shop at Transportation Traffic and Parking and Ethan Hutchings does a wonderful job. Of you know processing requests and trying to be as communicative as possible, plenty of room for growth and improvement. Don't get me wrong, we're not finished. Um, but uh, you know what's what's really quite interesting about the New Haven community and the software uh, is the GovTech sector is pretty strong here, um, and that yeah, and that has allowed the city to be on the forefront, on the cutting edge of this work. Um, and we're going to have to keep pushing the envelope there and to see. What uh, what does better? I think one thing that, that that our software community could really help with, and you've seen Caroline Smith uh, and Nadine Herring out of, and they are employees of C Click Safe. So not, you know, this is our gov our gov tech sector. Yep, you know, they volunteered for um, New Haven Bike Month and the web, mm-hmm. uh, the, the downtown Worcester Square community management team and the Whaley Edgewood mm-hmm. Beaver Hills management team to build online platforms. One thing our yeah. community management teams could use. Uh, would be a centralized platform service that everyone knows and understands. The simple Fantastic. things like communication software, you know? Absolutely. do we all have MailChimp? If for instance, something, we don't have to create things off the ground. Sometimes it's just uh, doing some implementation and volunteering That's in right. that way. That could be really powerful. I think.
2: That's great to hear, Doug. I really appreciate you you calling in. Um, thanks so much uh, as always, as always for all of those suggestions. And um and everyone that is uh, my friend and uh and uh, Doug House uh New Haven's very own uh, head of transportation traffic and parking thanks Doug city of New Haven thanks to <laughs> <laughs> sorry about that first radio show <laughs> didn't mean to cut you off there Doug um but, uh, yeah, to, to follow up on that last thread, uh, that, you know, if any philanthropists that are listening, software development is expensive. Uh, the, the volunteer projects that Doug mentioned um, can only take themselves so far on pro bono effort. Um, it, 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 you know, sometimes we can create um, we can create some value with nothing. We can create a ton of value uh, with a little financial support. Um, So uh,
1: you're listening to WNHH. This is All of Us. I'm Hanifa Washington.
2: I'm Greg Grinberg.
1: We thank you for joining us. We are at uh, 103.5 WNHH Community Radio. Um, We hope to be back with you in the near future. Um, Check us out on Facebook for our event. You can find Greg at greg at actualfood.com you can reach me at h-a-n-i-f-a-w at gmail.com keep breathing keep connecting